Yes, guys, what's good? You're tuned into Mango Masala, Pi Radio South Asian show. My name's Gins, and I'm here with Simran. Hey, guys. I'm bringing the energy because I've had a really stressful day. This is a really stressful time. My wedding is exactly a month from today that we are recording this, and I am very stressed. Yay. Carlos is scaring me. I'm, I'm literally... You know what's scaring me, all this AI stuff? I know we talked about it. Yeah, we know. So so we've talked about this before, me and you, like ages ago. And then me and Halima talked about it recently because we were talking about all these songs that have been created. And now I just keep seeing all these things. Like apparently an AI managed to complete one of those, what's it called, cash things. You know, where they, they, they can select, oh, pick all the pictures that have a zebra crossing in. Like they can do that. Like, that's meant to be a thing to determine if it's human or not. Oh, do you want one even scarier than that? Go on. Someone set, like, four or five different AI machines the challenge of, like, they gave them, like, $60, and they were, like, make this money into more money, basically. Um, One of them went away, and they got faced with one of those problem things, like, are you a robot challenges? It couldn't Mm. do it. It then got directed to like a service line. So like by saying like, oh, I can't do it, whatever. It got directed to like a service line where it was a a human being on the line and they were like, what's your problem with the like capture test? Like, why can't you complete it? The AI convinced the human that they were visually impaired so they couldn't do it, got let through into whatever system and then made money. Oh my gosh. It deceived a human being to make money. And there was also another one where two AIs learned how to speak to each other in their own language. They created a language and spoke to each other in it. Yeah, I don't like it. Like, you know, all those movies where it's kind of like the robots take over, that does seem more and more like an abs- an actual possibility. I feel like I see... So- I see- I see a few things on both sides. Like you see some people in the AI like industry saying like, this is not going to take anyone's job. Like what, there's nothing to be worried about. Don't worry about it. And then I see things like, oh, but like official, like government agencies and government bodies and things like that have actually said, like you have to put a ban on AI. I think now in America, there's been a call for like a six month ban on um, AI developments in the tech because it's just growing faster than we can a control it and b understand it and now i feel like chat gpt dropped and it's been like a race for ai and every platform has come out with an ai like what snapchat's got one canva um notion's got an ai like everyone has now suddenly got ai technology i don't like it and it's like it scares me less thinking that AI has always been pretty sophisticated, like for a number of years now. It's just mainstream now, which is why everyone's freaking out. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I've written a couple of emails with ChatGPT in the last couple of weeks, and it has helped. <laughs> Don't you have to pay for it? You get it with, uh, we got it with work. Of course you do. But I, well, I don't know. I thought that was, I thought you didn't have to pay for it. But, um, you know what's insulting? Got- I like I downloaded it for free and it said you have five things I asked it oh. to write I asked it to write a description of mango masala it said it didn't <laughs> have enough information I was like right okay oh my um, god I know how rude I kind of feel all right about that though because at least it doesn't know a lot about us but then I asked it to write a, a thing about mango masala on pi radio and then it it 
kind of it, it, it just, just needs context but the thing is this made something up it was like we talk about food i was like yeah we do you're not <laughs> like, wrong <laughs> but like uh, no i'm not gonna lie because i'm not actually great with like corporate talk or like if i have to email someone i'm not sure how to phrase it i'm not gonna lie i just write it in like basic terms copy and paste it and i literally put like by the way i always always you can literally go through my chat gpt history i start every time hello chat gpt or good morning chat gpt please can you do and then once it's all done i'm like thank you chat gpt because if they do revolt at least they knew i was nice yeah um, but yeah and then i would literally just put like please can you make this sound more polite or please can you put this in a professional email format copy and paste they write me a whole thing oh can you make it a little bit shorter they make it a little bit shorter can you make it a little bit more direct they make it a little bit more direct within like 10 seconds copy and paste the email done is it not quicker to just write it yourself but the wording like the wording is so much better than anything i could come up with well it actually sounds proper rather than like yeah does it not sound robotic i I could verbatim put it into like an email and send it off i think emails yes because basically someone wrote me something that had to go out to a lot of people and you could basically tell that was written by chat gpt like we were all like that's chat gpt so we didn't use it because we were like that person's obviously used ai to, to write this but like for an email no one's gonna look into it that deep you look so done I'm so done with this internet. Internet is scary. Like, the only thing I'm thankful for is we're the age that we are and we're not, like, f- even five years younger. I think that, like, that's... A- yeah. I mean, I meant, I, meant, I meant I was so done with the internet because the Wi-Fi went out for, like, 30 seconds. But, like, oh yeah, God, I'm I done with the internet just, in general. I thought you just paused there and sat just, like... Yeah. Just you were just done with what I said, and I was like, you know what, valid. Do you know the reason I'm in this room is because I've got the the router right next to me, so I'm like, oh it'll God. work. It's myth. It doesn't I'm work sorry. any better. It's all but right. the funny thing is, I I just thought it was equally as valid for you to just be sitting there, just like done with what I was saying. Yeah. In sure, AI is a bit terrifying. Well, it's a bit terrifying. I see the value. It is scary how fast it's growing. Do I think? there's a real threat to it like for real humans not yet and like i said i'm just thankful that i was born in the generation that i was born in i feel like i just scraped it yeah and then like people maybe like five years younger than me it's not a good time for them like can you remember a world without technology well when i was growing up i had dial-up internet when we didn't use it a lot yeah uh, did you was that the one where like, i remember ours you you like you we had to use it between seven and seven and, like you couldn't use it at the same time as, like you're on I the think phone so yeah, like, you, oh, yeah. yeah you couldn't use it at the same time on the phone and it would take ages to turn on and like start up and all that and then i remember how, i had like the brats game i had like a nemo <laughs> game on it or something um and i would play those and that was like the, i would have the time of my life doing that and then i had like playstation just playstations count as yes technology ish yeah like i suppose it depends like obviously the original playstations you weren't actually connecting to the internet you were just doing everything on the actual thing itself and then yeah i guess and then i feel like i turned like 10 11 and then that's when i remember you could play like online with people or we had like msn and stuff like that 
But I remember being so confused by that because I never had a console. So I just used to kind of play like on my friends. I think it was, I think it was a PS2. And then obviously when I went into high school, everyone was kind of playing with each other online on PlayStation. I was just like, how do, how does that work? How do you do that? Like, how, how is that like, what, you can yeah. actually connect with people? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, like, do you remember like, did you ever go through a BlackBerry phase? Yeah, definitely. I think what was it? it was my year, I think year 10 and 11 I had a BlackBerry. Yeah. yeah, do you remember you could like hit them together and transfer like files that way? By hitting them, I didn't remember that. I'm so sure there was like an app and you could like hit the two sides of the phone together and it would like send a song over. Are you sure it wasn't just Bluetooth? I reckon it was and the hit thing was just for like a fact. Yeah, but... I, think, I think that's <laughs> yeah. probably what it was. I think you're right. <laughs> but oh. I remember sitting there with like two phones like that. Dear me. No, like, I... Imagine I growing what... up with, like, YouTube, influencer culture, forget TikTok. Like, I could not imagine that upbringing. No. Like, everything was so much more limited. Like, even to this day, you know, like, Beyonce, if I were a boy, came out when I was in year seven. And I remember, like, it was one of the songs that was circul- circulating around, like, on everyone's Bluetooth, like, thing. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning, it at the beginning of the first verse, it was, like, music on demand. And, like, even to this day, like, when I hear this, when I hear the end of the first verse, it's, like, um, never get confronted for it. Music on demand, oh drink beers with their guys. <laughs> like, literally, because it was so limited. Like, I didn't, like, obviously, if, if some people would have been able to go and look up on YouTube or whatever, but like, that was all I had. So, that was literally, yeah. Oh my God, that Mad. reminds me when I was probably way, I was probably like seven or eight, my cousin gave me his old MP3 player. It was like that big mm. and it had like no screen, just like play, pause, go forwards, go backwards. Um, and it had like songs preloaded on it and you could only listen to it with headphones, no speaker. Yeah, And yeah. he was way older than me. So he must have upgraded to like some kind of iPod or something and gave me like his like rubbish old thing. It was just filled with the most like filthy Eminem and like 50 cent songs. So I was just like sitting there just like, oh my God, this is wild. <laughs> <laughs> and like, that was it. I couldn't uh. change the songs. I didn't know how to add. I didn't have a computer to like download more. Like that was just the, the like, I don't know, maybe like 20 songs I had on there. No, I think that's the annoying thing is that I didn't grow up with any kind of elder family around. So like, I didn't mm. really have, like, I feel like if you are a younger sibling, you do inevitably get influenced by your elders. Like I know Mayanka has an elder brother and sister who are four and seven years older than her, I think, mm-hmm. or three and seven. And um, they, her sister especially, obviously is a lot more. She's literally an 80s baby, which I find very weird. Like she's born on the cusp of 89. But like, it's weird because obviously she is a proper grew up with like 90s R&B, noise R&B and like that, that Mianka was influenced to that from a young age because of that. Yeah. Whereas someone like me, I'm the eldest child and I grew up in a, not very technology advanced house and therefore like literally the only songs like i remember hearing like people going like to the left to the left in school i didn't know what they were going on i was like to the left yeah yeah Yeah. it is wild and like to think how fast it advanced like i went from like that little mp3 thing to like 
in my high school, we actually in sixth form, maybe year 11, and then like sixth form, we had iPads. Like this one teacher was on this mission. He made it his like lifelong mission to like mm. basically incorporate iPads instead of books. I think every school had one of them. Like he made it work. Like he was hell bent on giving us all iPads. Um, and we were like the guinea pig year. So we got them. And I just remember being like, yeah, this sucks. And then all through uni, I was pen and paper. People would make all their notes on like Word documents. And I was like, I need to literally write this out to make it go in my head. Mm, I, don't, I don't even know. Thinking about studying now is I'm just, my, my mind, I'm so busy with all these other stuff. I'm just like, nope, my mind is not going there. <laughs> like... I was, you know, actually a lot of people ask me, have asked me this recently if I prefer work or studying. And I actually don't have an answer because as much as I say I was suffering last year, there's something I miss about the like structure of how a year is set out when you study. I know there's very little structure in student life, like day to day, you're literally doing whatever you want. But there's something nice about like, I know on the 13th, I have a 3000 word essay and then I have an exam on the 27th. And then the next month I've yeah. got a little stats test or something like, I don't know those it like I feel like time just bide really nicely like I, yeah. I can't describe it and like everything's kind of split up into a certain number of weeks and once you get to the yeah. near the end of it you're like okay I have a load of work to do but at least I won't have uni for a couple of weeks like once this week That's is over so true. like that is so true yeah. because a break actually means a break as well and I feel like from mm. birth to like 21 for a lot of people you live your life from September to September like academic years yeah. right or like Definitely. September to let's say june july and then yeah, you have no. that whole like question mark of whatever you want to do in summer work go out like I don't know, whatever right yeah. and then you go into like normal job and it's like oh i don't have a easter break for two weeks in april i don't have two weeks off in december like it's just and then i don't have like six big fat weeks off in, in around august like it's crazy yeah no i think especially as someone like me that like, very much like lives by routine and everything that was really and it still is really hard to get used to i still really struggle with the like idea of not everything is by the book and life yeah. doesn't fall into these set patterns and, and kind of also like say you have something like an essay due you know an essay is like an introduction an argument and a conclusion like you know what to do yeah you can complain it sucks like I did my fair share of complaining in university and it did suck obviously and I'm probably looking at it now with like rose tinted lenses but it was kind of just like okay I know I have to do it it's on me to get this done there's no like oh I have to speak to a billion people get it approved or like if I don't get this done other people are going to suffer. I'm the only one that's going to yeah. suffer. There's not like a ra- there's not like a random curveball that can be thrown in at the last second. Like, oh, actually, can you do it this way, or you can yeah. you can you throw yes, this exactly. in? Like, yeah, exactly. Wow, it's not the way life works. Kind of like. Uh, and then, like, so, imagine just waking up at like one p.m. and then your only thing to do for the day is like go to go to a park. so the the joblessness i think whilst teachers have a very stressful job i am envious of their holidays i think they they have it hard like i know like i saw a thing that was like detailing like how obviously like you have to like you you have to like kind of do so much outside of school Mm -hmm. as well like prep and marking and everything 
But at the same time, that structure is probably something that I am a bit envious of that they probably do have, I imagine. Could I yeah. ever do that job? No. I did but want to for a bit. But I could see you doing it. Primary or secondary? Yeah. Secondary, definitely. When I was when I was really? in when I was in primary, I wanted to do primary and then change to secondary because I was like, I could kind of see you doing it. Would you ever consider? Wait, teaching? Teaching what? Like at what level and what? I would either guess older primary kids or younger secondary kids because I couldn't see you doing like the idiot like six formers or like the year elevens. See, I, I mean, disagree. I see you doing like babies. I disagree. I think. It's the idiot year sevens. And then once you get to like sixth form, I mean, now they're being forced to be there. But at least when we were in sixth form, people who were there actually wanted to be there. Like rather Wait, than like. You have to go to school till 18 now. I'm pretty sure like it's compulsory that to do something. Maybe it's like you have to do a BTEC or some kind of apprenticeship. But I'm fairly certain there are rules now that you have to like stay in school like till a certain age or like oh my in God. education. Do you want to hear my um, plan if I rule the country? Oh, do I? Go on. I was saying this to my mom the other day and she was literally like, Simran, what the hell is this? <laughs> if I... <laughs> if I was the prime minister of a country, right? Obviously, people live longer now. There is no need to finish school at like 16 or 18 or 21. I would make education mandatory until 23. And I would like have like, okay, you can do your GCSE type exams, like do all of these like cutesy little exams and all these different subjects. Cool, great, right? And then I would be like, okay, now you have to take a year out to go work somewhere, like do a placement. Then when you come back, you have like a year of like modules that are like all sex education and like financial literacy and like taxes and mortgages and all that stuff that like everyone complains that no one teaches you right then you specialize in something and you go off and do like an a-level type thing and then you go to uni and then you get a job when you're like 25 or something my only thing is it probably make my country's people less competitive against countries that are not doing it like that but cool for me and my people I mean, it's not a bad idea per se. Like in, I just, I think, like conceptually, I just think that you'd have a lot of people that wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, like, I just think, like if we we live longer now, and like, and I I'm coming at it as a little more like, oh, you have to go and learn studying to everyone because it's not. But I mean it more to be like, a to learn more life skills, and b, um, because like. I feel like once you leave uni, that's it for learning for a lot of people. And I feel like mm. life's about learning. But would you not want, I think, would it not be better to keep things like the way they are, but then just remove certain irrelevant stuff and put in the life lessons instead? Because I think a lot of people would argue that, yes, life is for learning, but then by making people stay in some kind of education till okay, they're maybe 20, not 23... Make, maybe not make them like, stay. But, like, I do feel like... it. I like the idea of prolonging it slightly just to take the time pressure off, like, oh, no, then exams, then mocks, then these exams, then mocks, then university exams, then a job, like, to, like, kind of slow it down a little bit and just be like, you have time. Because I, it came from me thinking of that, 
you make such big life decisions when you're like 16, 18, 21, right? Mm, that then true. kind of influence the rest of your life going forward. And your brain's not even fully developed until you're like in your mid 20s. That's kind of where my True. thinking originated from. And I was like, how can you make a decision? I, I decided when I was 14, I wanted to be a therapist. Thank God I'm still on that path. That I'm still thinking that I would like to do that. But imagine I just didn't. And I've studied this whole degree and it wouldn't be relevant to what I want to do now. Yeah. I mean, there's definite pros to it. I just can't see it ever happening. Oh no, I don't think it's practical. It's kind of like a, if it was an ideal world and if I like ruled a country. I said, conceptually, you see the logic, right? I see the reasons for it, yeah. President Basra. Thank you. <sighs> anyway. Sorry. That was a real tangent. Where's your nearest <sighs> Tim Hortons? <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should ask that. Um... I know there's at least a couple in Manchester, and I was saying to you before, actually, the reason we're talking about Tim Hortons, <laughs> um, Simran asked, oh, are there any Tim Hortons in Manchester? I was like, well, yeah, they're everywhere. And you apparently you were saying like the nearest one to you is like an hour and a half. That is so dramatic. It's like 30, 40 minutes. Oh, I thought you said an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. Fair, but still, <laughs> like there's there's even one in Warrington. Like I'm just kind of like, it has been like it's weird as well because obviously Tim Hortons is Canadian and I remember last time I was in Canada was nearly 10 years ago and going there it was all like oh yeah I should try Tim Hortons like see what it's like and I was kind of like yeah it's it's all right but like like now now it's now it's like properly expanded and it is very much like everywhere in the UK. Is it popular in money? You know what it is? It's popular with the Asians because I, they I like those vibes. Were, I knew yeah. you were going to... What? Do you reckon it's because it's Canadian? Maybe Canadian, but I think also it's the fact that it's cafe vibes that is potentially open a bit later because obviously yeah, it's like cause... kind of that dessert shop bridge. Oh you know what gosh. I mean? Not going to lie, to be fair, like every time I have gone, it is just Asian people there and they're all on dates. Yeah. And it's like three it's in the that. morning. Yeah, and by day I mean they're sat in the car. But I think that the UK needs to do more of that. Like, I find it so many tweets, and I agree with it completely. That why does the UK not have late night coffee culture? Like, me, I remember once me and my dad went out for a meal, and then on the way back to the car, he was like, "Oh yeah, we should go grab a coffee somewhere." And I was just like, "Where? Where?" Like, two things. Number one, do other countries have late night coffee culture? That European, European countries definitely oh. and obviously and obviously America do this as well that's like all according to friends they do like, I just feel like in America though everything's 24-7 everything's 24-7 like in some cities I feel like you could go like I don't know go do a clothes shop at like two in the morning if you wanted to mm. I just feel like literally America does not shut off in some places Fair. freaky and my second thing was this, I've I've had this rant before, right? In that so many things existed, COVID happened, they had the potential to bring them back to how it was pre-COVID and they just haven't. And one of those things is 24-hour things in the UK because I swear nothing is 24 hours anymore. Supermarkets, drive-throughs, like, I don't know, mm. other, kind of, other kinds of shops and stuff. I feel like nothing has gone back to like, 
pre-COVID just because they don't want to. Bring back the nocturnal peoples. Bring back the yeah. night tube. I mean, What's up with that? That's my biggest comment. one, is that the night tube doesn't exist anymore. I paid £96 for an Uber the other day. How long were you in the Uber for? 40 minutes. Yeah, that's not great. Like Probably not it, even that probably not even that long, maybe like 25, 30 minutes actually, because it was night time. That's not yeah. good. It's rough. Can I talk about something actually? This whole food chat and America is reminding me. Have you seen the discourse? My anchor was telling me about this. This discourse online about um, English takeaways. Is this like, all the English people apologising to the American people? Yeah. So I basically, saw one yeah, thing about this today. Yeah. I don't really know what it is. So basically, there's apparently this innocent English TikToker girl like had got a Chinese in and was like, oh, let me make a TikTok about me showing what I've got in my Chinese. And suddenly it it somehow made its way onto American TikTok. And all these Americans were like, why? Like, first of all, they were ripping into the food. Like, why do you have chips with your Chinese? Like, why do you have that? Which is fair enough because obviously what a British Chinese takeaway is, is obviously not authentic Chinese food. But then I really doubt that American Chinese food is as well. But then also they were finding (laughs) fault, they were finding fault with the fact that we call it, oh yeah, I'm going to get Chinese. And like... What do they say? Like as in, oh, I'm going to get some Chinese food or I'm going to get Chinese takeaway. They were like, why are you saying I'm... Like, to be fair, it started off with this one... um, person who like stitched it and was like obviously no offense like I, i'm generally just asking because it sounds this way but like why are you saying oh i'm gonna get a chinese like are you being racist like by saying like oh person chinese uh, yeah i think i think they were of like a east asian descent that was saying that they, they, she was like oh like uh, like is it is it is this like a racist thing because it sounds like you're like oh, i'm gonna grab a chinese like like this and mm. then obviously obviously people are like no nah, like we say like oh let, let's get an italian let's get an indian like it's just british slang but then literally all these other americans were jumping on top of it and we're like why are british people doing this like why why are you having that where where's all this other food blah 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 and this one girl <laughs> stitched it and she was like first of all where like why are you having chips fries with your chinese food like where's the lo mein and then and then and then she was like and also why are you calling it chinese and then the be- the best thing was that she went like have any of you like ever been to new york city and had proper authentic american chinese food and i was like like what oh, do you what, what do you mean babe, <laughs> authentic babe. american chinese food <laughs> like, and also it was the fact have you ever been to new york city no i haven't like americans how, americans are so funny the way they do themselves yeah. over sometimes how many americans have been to new york city probably not a lot like how many have actually oh, left their own state laugh. that makes like, me laugh <laughs> i think uh, okay one thing is right and it's kind of something I do want to touch on on this show in general. And I feel like we don't because we talk obviously about like social issues and like things that happen in like politics and things like that, right? Quite a lot. So the line is quite thin between like talking about things that matter and activism and stuff like that. And then 
crossing the line and being like chronically online. And it's my favorite phrase to use about people. And it's the reason why I quit Twitter like two years ago and I haven't looked back and it was actually the best decision I ever made because people are seriously chronically online. Mm. And you can get sucked into a black hole of like, oh my God, everything's offensive. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like this, this doesn't make any sense. And you, people forget that other cultures exist outside of like America and the UK or like, you know, Western cultures and stuff like that. And everything then becomes offensive. And I feel like these people get to the point where like, they probably can't even leave their house without then getting offended, then getting anxious, then having like negative emotions, having a negative experience, which pushes them even even further inside and even more online. Yeah, they're validated by people. Yeah, they're validated by people in the same community who are going like, "Oh my god, Queen, I'm so sorry." Like, like I'm so sorry that retweet. happened. Yeah. yeah, and I'm so sorry that happened to you. Like that was that was X, Y, and Z against you. This is this kind of discrimination, and it's like not everything is discrimination. Not everything is offensive. Not everything needs to be microanalyzed, right? And I think this is one of those moments which could be quite teachable to the people that are offended at this. And also the people that are also not Chinese and getting offended on behalf of Chinese people, which is what this sounds like. Mm. And I feel like, yeah, it's teachable in that you need to understand that I'm not defending the way British people say anything, right? But this is a culture where we say this in this way. No, what everybody here knows, it's not meant with offense. It's just the way it's done. Same as saying a Chinese takeaway, we just say a Chinese. It's not offensive. Don't worry about it. Like, and, and, and it's not. It's gonna, not like there's been an additional factor that can be construed as that. It's just the omitting exactly, of a word. Exactly. And I feel like if you're gonna let things like that get to you, you actually have to let go sometimes because you're just not gonna enjoy life. Like you're just you're gonna spend your whole time like on this earth micro analyzing everything that everyone says looking for the like smite slightest like smidge of discrimination against you or anything you care about and i'm not gonna lie like during covid and we've spoken about this this on the show in like the echo chamber of like activism on instagram and twitter and stuff you can very easily get sucked into it and you can care about things that are not you're not really fighting the big fight and i i've said that before on the show like you have to tackle bigger systemic issues first before you can look at things like microaggressions and things like, I don't know, wording of certain sentences. This Chinese thing, stupid. But it, there's a point to be made, I think, about, you know, looking at huge issues that exist and violence and actual instances of discrimination versus stuff like this. Yeah, like, how are you, like... When you think about like systemic racism, how stuff like that is embodied within culture, society, passed down through generations, like mm-hmm. proper mm-hmm. look at it academically, and then think about is there any way in which the emittance of saying takeaway or food is going is, is can be linked to any of that? And yeah. if not, then the answer is probably that this isn't racist. You know and what I like- mean? lightheartedly i would just say like go outside but like to be completely serious i genuinely mean it in the sense that like delete twitter for a couple of months and you will actually see your life get better like if you're kind of sucked into that hole which i don't think i ever was but i could see how it happens if you ever find yourself like in that thing where you're getting offended at like things that you probably wouldn't have before and like every conversation is suddenly turning like political and all that kind of stuff like 
yeah, delete, delete. It's time to delete that app just for a little bit. Like, don't worry, you can come back. Yeah, because and I'm not saying fa- stop caring and stop being an activist, yeah. but there are sometimes, you know, and and also there's a big thing of like news fatigue and like you you know you're constantly digesting negative information and like you give yourself a break. Yeah, because the fact of the matter is as well, if you deep it that much everything is political the fact the fact that we're two people um two cis people um two his heterosexual people who come from south asian backgrounds i'm mixed i've got like half white background i have privilege in that sense we're on a zoom call with our microphones we've got various (laughs) sense of privileges in terms of that like you could literally go on and on and on like there's so much that you could unpick and we we've probably we've done like over 100 episodes of this i think i think yeah we have we definitely know 100 episodes and um the fact like we've probably got stuff wrong in the past that we haven't even noticed like we've probably made a made a comment somewhere that if someone was to filter through everything, they would be able to find it and be like, you know what, actually that's not correct or that's wrong. And it's not saying that that's right, but it's also like humans make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as long as you're not, as long as you're not um, willingly participating in a culture that oppresses someone else or a group of people, and you're willing to learn from your mistakes and you're not going to be ignorant or dismiss people i think then it's fine if you then start looking at life and start trying to pick apart every single thing that everyone's saying it like you said you're not going to enjoy life like it's just it's yeah. long and like, isn't it just exhausting like i, I would just i i felt the exhaustion for like caring about every single thing that comes up on my timeline and i'm not trying to like sweep anything under the rug and say don't care but i'm just saying there are some things that are huge systemic issues that deserve loads and loads of care and attention and not being funny but for the most part doing a little click clack on the keyboard and tweeting something out into the abyss isn't going to change the world as much as like going out and joining a protest is or like signing a ballot sheet do you know what i mean like yeah so there's not like i just that's what i mean when i say go outside and there's there's bigger issues to care about than like the wording of someone talking about their takeaway yeah definitely agreed and i think as well like even if we're going to go into the actual how um a british chinese takeaway isn't authentic chinese food i don't think anyone ever said that it was and plus you got it yeah like we could look at indian take look at like dominoes like yeah do, do you know what i mean like i don't think no one's is... no one's sitting here claiming no one's in a domino's head office going like oh this is so authentic to italy do you know what i mean yeah. like butter chicken i'm pretty sure that's literally like it's it's when you have it from the right place or if you make it the right way it's really mm. nice but i'm pretty sure that's a dish that is literally construed to appeal to white people because it's like, like a thing that they're like oh i know that it's it tastes like tomato weird it's not too spicy that's something i can have you know yeah. what i mean and like i don't have an indian takeaway to feel like i'm eating food made by family members yeah. i have an indian takeaway to have an indian takeaway because it tastes mm. completely different it tastes like a takeaway <laughs> yeah i mean apart from when we've had like um halima's family's indian takeaway 
I actually don't know. Actually, yeah, with my anchor's family, we've got a few, like, family friends that own, like, an Indian restaurant, so it's been nice to have it from there. But growing up, 100%, like, I don't think... I have maybe had an Indian takeaway once just because my dad was just like, yeah, why, why, like, why would you do that? And never in a million years would I go sit in Dishoom and be like, oh, my God, this is going to taste exactly like my grandma's cooking. Yeah. I go to Dishoom because it's Dishoom. Like, it, you know what I mean? Like, it's... Yeah. They're not comparable and no one's trying to make it comparable. Yeah, I think that's the thing to accept is that, like, it's not the mission of every restaurant that appeals to a particular cuisine to create an absolute replica mm. of home-cooked food. It's like, just what is popular. And, like, take Indian and maybe Bangladeshi takeaways, for example. When they moved here, migrated here, that was a lucrative business. And if... If I put myself in that position, if it didn't take so authentic, but it was making me money in that time and it paid my rent, cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, it. It's like, for example, if you took, um, I doubt they would do this because if I'm being honest, I don't think British food has that much to offer in terms of variety. But if um, Indian people were to take British food and create a restaurant over there, realistically, they probably would add a load more spices and yeah. chilies to it and make it a bit, it would probably be a bit more hotter. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's why like you don't have beef burgers in McDonald's India because it's not yeah. going to sell. It's not, you can't push it there. So they don't, yeah. they don't try. It's the same kind of concept. And also, have you been on like TikTok and stuff and you've seen like, say like a white content creator will try and make like greek food for example or maybe indian food or chinese food whatever any cuisine right uh, people in the comments like go ham on them like you didn't do this you didn't boil the potato for 30 more seconds like uh, like just stupid like and it's like yo chill like it's okay yeah like, i mean i think there's i think there's a i think it depends i think in some circumstances people have a right to kind of go off on that because it's kind of like if someone is profiting from it and they're they're selling their cooking as being authentic of that certain culture when in reality all the people from that culture don't do things in a certain way or there's a very obvious way in which like say for example um like you added a certain there's a certain spice that is in that every single Indian person knows needs to be in a certain dish. And this um, white famous chef makes this dish and doesn't include that and is selling a book, for example, that has that in. And it's, it's like, oh, my favourite dishes from the Indian continent. Then obviously people have a right to be like, well, no, because that's one of the most obvious things that everyone from this culture knows. Why would you not do that? But... If it's just like you say, a a, min a small thing, and because I think I've seen that there's this East Asian guy who makes loads of different kind of um, cultures of food. Like I remember he made like jollof rice, for example. Oh my god, is it Newton? I don't know who it is. he does. Like kind of like intersections where he's like chopping the vegetables up and then makes weird faces and stuff. It might be if it, I literally love him. But yeah. yeah, sorry, go on. But 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 every time he makes food, he says at the beginning. Um, people from blah blah culture comment below to let me know if i got anything wrong which i think is nice because he's like willing to learn and stuff but that's what i, I just, mean like people are yeah. so quick to come at it with like violence and anger and i'm okay fair enough jamie oliver putting out cookbook is a bit different but i'm talking about like little content creators on tiktok and stuff people are so quick to like rip them to shreds and i just i come from the perspective of like 
save your emotions. This is not worth like getting hepped up and like worked up over. I, I just imagine people looking at a phone in their room, just like, oh my God, oh my God. And he didn't add this. And I just, surely there has to be something more interesting that you could like devote time and energy to like get a hobby. Yeah. Go outside. Yeah, you actually have too much Touch time. Touch some grass. Like I barely like, have enough time to do anything these days. Like, how do you have time to sit there and tweet constantly? I don't know. One thing I will say, though, is in terms of this whole, like, debate on people doing things a certain way, one of the funniest clips that there remains out there is when, um, what's his name? I think it's Matt Admonson. He does some BBC Radio 1 as well. He was on This Morning presenting with Holly. And um, who was it? It was someone was on there cooking and they were cooking chicken and they were going on about how seasoning changes changes everything. And then he pipes up like, oh yeah, you know what? Like I just added a little bit of salt and pepper to my chicken and it changed everything. And the people are just like, that's <laughs> so funny. But okay, that's another, that, I get it. But that's another thing that's also weird is the seasoning discourse online. Like, get over it like who actually cares i don't care if anyone puts like just salt on their food like it's not going to change my life i feel like people get so mad about it i mean i don't know like when molly may posted that picture of the food that she made for tommy a couple of years ago (laughs) it was it was hilarious but like that you it's funny not it doesn't outrage you yeah it doesn't make me angry it just makes me laugh it didn't ruin your day it did ruin my day a little bit. Okay, yeah, but I know, but so you mean bad. it like, you mean it yeah, like, yeah, it ruined yeah. my day a little bit. You didn't actually sit there like, oh no. Oh my God, I can't like, believe Molly oh, May has done damn. this. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to rethink, like reschedule my week or something. That's crazy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, need I to just... go to, need to go to therapy now. And isn't that another thing that you're glad you're born in this generation? Because the internet heavy generation kind of, a lot of them I don't think have much of a choice but to be chronically online depending on like home environment and you know it's very easy to like get sucked into that life from a young age when like let's say you maybe feel isolated at home or at school like you find an online community and then from there it just kind of spirals yeah and if you don't yeah if you don't participate in it then you feel like you're just going to be alone that's another thing i didn't even think about parenting wise about giving your kid access i think it's very easy when you don't have kids to be like i'm never gonna have an ipad kid i'm never and my kid's not getting a phone until they're 16 years old or they're never going to be on social media till x age but then when your kid's 11 and every other kid has tiktok and they're talking about the newest trend and this new influencer bought this perfume so everyone's got this perfume i don't know whatever it is right and your kid's then left out what do you do? I think you kind of have to go with the times, but just monitor and stay on top of it as much as possible. It is so rough. And yeah, yeah. going back to the chronically online thing, it just makes me glad that we grew up without the importance of the internet. So we know life away from it. Yeah, we're all addicted to our phones as well, but I feel like we could survive a little easier if it all got taken away and taken over by AI or whatever the hell's going to happen. Yeah. That was a full circle moment. <laughs> it really was. To round things off, Simran, do you want to tell us your top hots and nuts of the Met Gala? <gasps> the men. You think Slayed. the men? Really? Yeah. The one in particular, I don't have a clue what his name is, but he wore like a really nice black, 
and it had like bedazzles and pearls and it was just chest kiss but like as in i'm coming from a place of low standards here in that men have never slayed the met gala really yeah it's kind of just been suits or variations on a suit sort of thing skepta who skepta skepta was he there yeah i haven't seen it Nice. Nice. I have to go and uh, um, let me. I have, to, I have to go and look at it. ASAP Rocky was in a kilt. That's cool. Uh, well, who else really stood out? Um, Dua Lipa looked great. Yeah, she did. Uh, oh my god, I need to like go through some of the like hots and nots. What's interesting? You know what? Let's. What do you think about like the Kardashians being out? Like. I'm not saying they are in or out, but, like, what's your opinion on everyone saying, like, the Kardashians are no more? Yeah, I, I feel it. Like, to be fair, I didn't like Kendall's look. I liked Kim and Kylie's. But yeah. I, Ooh, I definitely... Bad Bunny, though. Yeah, Bad Bunny. Looks nice. great. But in terms of the Kardashians, yeah, they're definitely losing relevance, in my opinion. Definitely feel that. Mm, and, yeah, if you've seen if you've seen the latest trailer to the new season of Keeping Up With Clashions on whatever platform it's on now, it's a wild one. Like, they literally framed it like it was, like, a full-blown, like, movie. And it's interesting because there's a lot of, obviously, drama and beef, but there's a whole section of it that is about Kylie saying um, she wished she never got work done, she wished she never started this, and, like, as recognising their position in the media should they need to be more conscious of the beauty standards they set for women basically which is crazy and then there's a weird thing because now the met gala has happened she posted a video of like seven people hoisting her into a corset and like tightening it as tight as it would go and all the comments were like i thought we were talking about the beauty standards we were setting for women kylie (laughs) yeah i understand i don't have the time to even think about that but Um, One Doja Cat, literally Cat. I love that woman. Mm, Who didn't bring it? To be fair, I feel bad, but I saw a thing about him, Serena Williams. Oh my god, I just found her. She just came upon my thing. Obviously, great that she's pregnant. Congratulations! But I saw someone say like. Um, yeah but that's no excuse for that outfit though <laughs> like well done but i um her hair and make uh, not her hair sorry her makeup artist kind of always does her dirty mm. like give me yeah give no me i half don't, an I hour with serena williams and my makeup like she's coming out a new woman i think the outfit i just i was just kind of a bit like hmm? I but know. i do i do think like the history of not just the met gala award shows everything like there's always such massive flops at these mm. events. I'm not saying Serena Williams is a flop. She's an absolute slay in every dimension of life. But, like, there's always some horrific outfits. And I just think, like, who? Who? Why? And mm. how? Whose decision was it? And, like, who thought that was, like, camp or, like, a slay? And, like, when they got ready and they were like, oh, my God, this is going to look great for my brand as well. Because obviously they're all sponsored by a different fashion house. Mm. So I don't get, like, who at Chanel, for example, would look at an outfit that is going to bomb and be like, oh, my God, that looks great. I don't know. Well, to round things off as well, 
obviously we're talking a little bit about cancel culture and cancel culture and taking like viewing everything to like taking everything too seriously kind of going to the nitty-gritty of everything obviously this year's theme was celebrating the late Karl Lagerfeld who um was a really famous fashion designer who passed away in 2019 um however their time whilst they were alive was quite um they were involved in quite a lot of controversy um not necessarily because of anything that they did but more due to their words um i mean just we were looking at it just now and i think the majority of it is made quite a number of inappropriate comments about women their bodies um a lot of fat phobic comments as well like i think he literally said that he was like terrified of fat people or something and also <laughs> and also it's ridiculous sorry i don't yeah. agree with that. it's just because it's ridiculous and like also like quite um racist stuff i think we literally found a quote of him that said that he thought the holocaust was the best thing that happened to germany or something like that which in any context is not something to joke about so again it's kind of like obviously this person has passed away and they haven't necessarily done anything wrong that i know of maybe they have i need to do more research but at the same time should we be celebrating this person and looking at their their material um what's it called achievements and all that they've done for fashion when they've clearly shown on a number of times that they're actually not a very nice person i think and like not obviously in no way shape or form am i like endorsing anything that he said because it's disgusting but there's a line between like tolerating and holding space for someone in history versus celebrating them and putting them on a pedestal and achieving the, um, like what they've achieved, right? And that's kind of what happened at the Met Gala where you kind of dedicated the Met Gala to someone who's obviously offended several different communities. And I just feel like, what does that, what's the message that you give when you do something like that? Yeah. I think as well, like, maybe you should have, I don't know. I think it would have been cool if maybe a certain, like, celebrity had made, like, an outfit that kind of, like, took the mickey out of what he stood for. I don't know how much I agree with, like, political statements at things like the Met Gala because they're just kind of, like, shrouded in the fact that you were at the Met Gala. Like, mm, do you remember I when it was it AOC that wrote, like, Tax the Rich or something? something yeah. like it was something like yeah. that i think it was tax the rich on her dress yeah. and it's like you look so dumb right now rihanna what did rihanna do no this is oh. you look so I was dumb like, right no, now no, no. i was like no 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 <laughs> don't tell me she no, wrote something Rih- on her dress. Rih- Rih- rihanna looked nice but oh yeah, yeah i just mm, it's a stick it's actually it's not a sticky one it's wrong <laughs> fair well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Next time, yeah. we're going to be three weeks away from the wedding. I'm excited because I'm 200 miles away. <laughs> yeah, it's the big party for you. Lots of free food, free drink. I will be. I can, I told you I will come as early as you need me to. I can you come in? Can you can you come in now, please? Can you be my wedding planner, please? <laughs> with a clipboard and an earpiece, ready to go. Can, like, I make you, like, a suit and you can, like, pretend to be me and then I'll just go off and just chill. And I join the, join in the party. 
yeah uh, anyway guys make sure you stay tuned because we have got a mix coming up for you which has been done by avs so make sure you stay tuned for that but until next week we will see you then bye, bye.